Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Oh, wait, can I still say morning? What's the time? Oh, 11.49. Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) Made it. (laughs) How are you? I hope that you had a really good week and you're gearing up for a weekend that's just going to be so fulfilling, you know, really filling your cup and full of relaxation and rest and joy and happiness and peace and all of the all of the things so I know I sound like I'm in a super good mood but do you know what I feel like I'm back to my old self now feel like I'm 90% back to my old self after all that sickness and illness that happened in May goodness me it was like this really big I was talking to somebody else about it recently and was saying it was kind of like a big release or maybe a big yeah like a a big you know dropping veils and and releasing and shedding stuff and like just letting go and it just feels so good I just feel so much lighter and brighter and yeah I don't want to sound back to my old self because I feel like going through all of that has um, allowed me to morph into an even fuller version of myself which is why today we're going to talk about manifesting and I'm so excited to talk with you about this and I want to give you an example and a process that you can use so if you are not driving and you're at home go and grab your private practice um, podcast journal because you may want to take some notes because this is going to be a really fun light but powerful and potent episode for you as well okay so here is the thing I'm just going to get right into it if you can hear squeaking that's my squeaky chair and if you hear flipping of pages that's me with my little um, notebook here so what have I written down that I wanted to share with you okay so yes manifesting I love manifesting so much you know I used to have a few years ago had the the name of the podcast actually you can still go and listen to it if you just scroll back through all episodes um the original episodes of this podcast were all about manifesting weren't they and that was what I was known for I was the rebel psychologist that (laughs) left all the scientific empirical side mainstream da 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 and went off and pursued her dreams of law of attraction and frequency and vibration and energy and uh, manifesting and all of the things and um Um, you know then moved into coaching which was never my intention by the way but it just kind of happened you know once you do it um, you make that big leap you make that big transition people get curious and then people started saying to me can you show me how to do this as well because this feels really good for me so that's how that whole journey started and then yeah I got the podcast going and I really enjoyed doing the podcast and then as 
I started to learn more and do more PD and get my own coaching and my own mentoring and have my own pivots. The podcast has pivoted. As you know, if you scroll back, you'll see it's had three or four different names. It's probably going to have another three or four different names because you know me. But that's just part of the journey, isn't it? I think I'd be worried if you still had the same branding and the same name and the same message, you know, after 20 years, it's probably not good. (laughs) You want to be kind of evolving. And I think too, the space that we work in isn't like retail, you know, we're not like McDonald's or Nike, are we? We're, we're in a space that's all about evolving and growing and changing. And how can we do that with our clients if we're not doing it ourselves? And how can we lead others and support them in doing that if we're not demonstrating that we're also doing it ourselves? And, you know, this is my philosophy anyway. I don't know if you agree with me, but uh, that's how I like to approach things. But anyway, so... What what happened was over the last, oh, I don't know, I want to say maybe three to six months, I really had felt a desire to connect back with my spiritual tools and practices and I've got all the cards and stuff like that and as you know we've got my I've got my own oracle deck now and I'm sharing them on YouTube another card was meant to go out on Thursday but I'll do it tomorrow today or tomorrow probably tomorrow um but I've just been feeling some resistance to it I don't know why I think I've just been kind of more focused on well looking back I was probably more focused on oh what does the business need from me right now what do my clients need from me right now how can I manage my energy right now um, what would feel good for me right now what what do I not want to do any more of right now what am I no longer going to be available for right now that's one of my favorite lines by the way what am I no longer going to be available for well I'm no longer available for dot, 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 dot. there's a really lovely journal prompt for you to to have a play around with and um, you can flip that and reverse it and say what am I now available for right and that is really good I'll just make a note to myself because you just reminded me of something there pen clicking as she takes her note okay and so anyway when I got really unwell in May I guess coming out of that as the fog was lifting I saw that as a real call to action for myself of hey girl you need to get back in touch with your (laughs) with your soul here this is a big sign from the universe that you need to do more work with the universe and get back to those things that you really love like I went too far down the path of strategy and too far down the path of my masculine energy at the expense of some of my feminine but you know you don't see it when you're in it do you So anyway, I knew that something needed to change. And so what I did was I started pulling out my Oracle cards again and since May. So I started, you know, having a look through the Oracle cards again. And do you know what? It helped for a little while. I think I found them affirming and they use lovely language, but I don't know that I was really connecting with them, but they helped a bit, you know, and I started working with my crystals as well. And one of my very, very favorite crystals for me, it's one of the most powerful ones. I have a couple that I really love, but one of them that I really felt called to work with was Icelandic calcite or optical calcite. I love it. It's 
in a rhombus shape and it has so many rainbows on the inside of it it kind of looks like a cube but cut on the diagonal instead of cut up and down as a as a square and you can put it on your third eye um, but I was putting it on my third eye sometimes but I was mostly putting it on my temples when I had a headache because it's really good for alleviating symptoms uh, around headaches and migraines and I was getting a lot of them so I used my optical calcite to support me with that and then that then worked which then told me how you need to spend more time with your crystals and so then the other thing that I worked with was my other very favorite crystal here I'm holding it now I wish you could see it it's lemon quartz and it's so beautiful it's got lots of um, rainbows inside it and it's got lots of um, I was going to say infections, but I meant to say imperfections, um, but it's perfectly imperfect. You know, I love it so much and I love to use this lemon quartz for scrying as well because I always see something different in it and it's just like holding on to it. So it's a um, point, it's a big quartz point, it's a chunky quartz point. I can hold it in the palm of my hand and it's almost too big for the palm of my hand. I can't wrap my fingers around it, it's that fat and I love to hold it up to the light. It's just so, oh it just, it's like a little stick of sunshine and it just makes me feel so happy all the time. And the other thing that I felt really called to use as well was the Herkima diamond. So they're not really diamonds, they're just called Herkima diamonds but I've got a whole bunch of them all different sizes and I just really I had to have one on me the whole time so I did find it really helpful to start connecting with some of those spiritual tools although I don't really use them all the time but eventually what happened was I started becoming more aware that I was like oh okay then yes I can use this quartz here I can use these cards now um, and I'll just quickly do them because I have to get on with work I have to go and make my digital product I have to go and put up a post I have to go and you know check in on everybody in my memberships I have to I have to I have to instead of saying things like I get to I get to I get to and so that was you know an awareness to me that hey I still needed to do something something else still needs to change at a deeper level right so anyway, I started to think, you know, what, what do I need? And I pulled out my journal and, you know, I go hot and cold with my journal. It's such a powerful thing for me to do, but I had just been in the space of not wanting to do it. But anyway, I pulled out my journal and I just started writing questions to myself and waiting for my higher self or energy or, you know, God energy or source energy, whatever you want to call it, to work through me and give me those answers. And of course, what came through was to revisit manifesting. And so that got me really excited because I love, love, love manifesting. And for those of you who are new, I will just share with you a quick story. Back when, so when did I leave psychology? Oh, was it 2020, 2020? So it must have been around, I don't know, 2000 and. 18 or 2019 I was heavily into manifesting I was still working as a psychologist but I was heavily into manifesting and law of attraction and all those kinds of things and I was so giddy with excitement and enthusiasm about it I was telling everybody who'd listen about it and um, I was taking my mum I used to take my mum 
for drives to San Remo all the time and we used to go and get fish and chips so San Remo is down on the coast in Victoria it's probably about um, an hour away from where I live now and San Remo is uh, a little well it's called a fishing village but uh, I don't know if it still is referred to as a fishing village now, but historically that's what it was. And there's lots of big pelicans around there and people do fish. Um, but there was this great big fish and chip shop there. And I used to go and get mum and I like fish tacos and we used to sit down by the water and we watch the pelicans and we watch the boats and stuff like that. And we just eat our fish tacos and, you know, just connect and just talk. And it was just like this really nice time. And so I was telling her, she, you know, she said to me, tell me more about manifesting tell me how to do it I want to learn how to do it and so I told her my process for manifesting and uh, anyway she was like recapping so she was saying to me so to understand I've got to do this 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 and this and I was like yeah you do and then I said to her look I'm going to go and take the rubbish and pop it in the bin I'll be back in a moment so that's what I did and then when I came back my mum says I want to manifest something and I said okay well what is it and she said that she really wanted to manifest a piece of um, uh, chocolate and orange fudge and she wanted it like right now and I thought to myself oh no this isn't going to work like I started to have doubt in what I taught her and I started to feel silly and I was thinking oh no it's this is going to be embarrassing like why did she have to pick something so random like that like we're at a fish and chip shop but anyway I just said to her okay well if that's what you really want she's like yeah I really want it and I said okay now um I always used to go and get coffee from a place there called I don't I can't remember the name of it but I think it's called coffee and bean or something like that or or bean there done that or something some play on the word with bean (laughs) and so I went into the coffee shop which is not far from the fish and chip shop like you've still got to get in the car and drive but it's only about a block or two away and so I went there and I could see straight when I walked in um it was under new management and they had put um big signs up saying under new management and they'd rearranged the place and there was a great big glass cabinet in front of me where you would normally see cakes and pastries and beside the cakes and pastries there was fudge I kid you not there was fudge it was like the toffee color fudge you know that sort of caramelly color and then there was a white one and there was a pinky reddy one and I just couldn't believe it I thought no way what are the chances of this so I go and order my coffee and the person that's serving me says oh you know is there anything else you want and I said oh I don't suppose you have any chocolate orange or jaffa fudge and she says no and I said oh okay no worries and I went and stood over out of the way I was standing by the fridges just waiting for them to make my coffee and there was a lady and she was mopping the floors it was the end of the day and she was tidying up stacking chairs on tables and things like that and she said to me you know you being served you okay and I said yes and she said do you need anything and I jokingly said to her yeah I really need a piece of choc orange fudge and she said oh I've got some and I said no I just asked and she said no you you didn't and this lady said no but I do it's out the back it just hasn't been cut yet and put out the front come out the back and you can pick a piece oh my goodness who'd have thought 
who'd have thought? So, of course, I went out the back and I picked a piece. My mum loves the corners of things, so I got her the corner of the piece of fudge. And I was skipping my little self all the way back to the car. I couldn't believe it. I was so pleased. And then I gave it to my mum and my mum was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they had it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I guess part of me was like, why did you even doubt it? Like, you believe it in this so much. Why did you even doubt it? But the other part of me was like skeptical at the same time. (laughs) But it worked out. So anyway, thinking about all of that, you know, it it infused me again with all this enthusiasm for manifesting. I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I went and found all my old manifesting stuff. So I wrote a couple of books on manifesting and um, I had my podcast episodes on manifesting and I had my research notes on manifesting plus books I've bought from other people who've done manifesting. And so I just gathered them all up and I just immersed myself in all this manifesting stuff and came to the realization that, you know, just to make things more difficult for myself, I thought, do you know what? I kind of feel like I know all of this stuff. I need the new way. <laughs> there must be a new way of manifesting. Maybe I was just in the mood to learn or I was still in that masculine, like looking for answers elsewhere or whatever it was. But what ended up happening was, you know, you put out the request to the universe, the universe delivers. And yeah, I started to receive ideas about manifesting in different ways and one of those ways which I'm going to share with you was to simply decide right to decide that you want something now you know this isn't like so brand new but the way that I'm seeing it is seeing it differently to how I used to see it so what I what I am getting used to now is trusting Okay, so making a decision, deciding what I want, not saying it's a goal, not saying it's a wish, not saying that I want it, but just deciding on what I want, deciding that I've already got it, deciding that it's already done and really allowing myself to believe that, right, to believe it and just abandon doubt. There we go. I'm not available for doubt. (laughs) I'm not available for self-doubt. So I had to abandon doubt and I think that was the biggest challenge. So this process that I will share with you in a moment, it it is, I found it challenging. However, I can share with you now that it worked and I'm going to tell you what I did. So yeah, basically the process is I decided what I wanted And then you could say you decide and you claim it or you decide and you just announce it or you decide and you just like go all in with it. But whatever words you want to use. So I decided it, number one. Number number two was, yep, really claiming it. Number three was aligning with it. And then number four was just receiving it. So I say just receiving it, but I think, you know, for most of us in the work that we do, we're very good at giving and not so great at receiving, right? Um, when I say aligning with it, the thing that I need to improve on that I want to share with you so that you can start from, you know, where I'm sort of leaving off. The thing about aligning with it is not only taking aligned action, right? Our job is not to worry about how something's going to happen but we do want to take some aligned action that sets us up for receiving the results when they come through Uh, but also aligning with the outcome 
is a process of what we we're talking about in the last episode really tasting the ice cream really imagining you know that it's done it's happened and I will talk you through how I did that now okay so what did I do well the other thing I should say before I even decided was I asked so the click of the pen again as I write down that I asked yeah so I asked to be shown what was next for me and all I did was I had my pen and my journal and I simply wrote please show me what's next for me and what came through was the Dalesford Delight I know right this is less than a week ago <laughs> what came through was a Dalesford Delight so I asked you know, please show me what's next for me. And what came through was what's next for you, Brooklyn, is to have a mini workshop in Dalesford with five women, da 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 And this is how it's going to go. And it's going to be like a co-working session and you're going to run it like this and it's going to look like that and, you know, all those sorts of things, right? So it came through. And then because that came through, I remembered looking at it and I felt excited because I love Dalesford and I was going to Dalesford anyway. And I thought, yeah, I can easily fit this into my getaway. And it just felt like, I don't know, not even scary or anything because the way that it flowed out was in tune with my energy so you know I don't really want to be in big groups of people like that's not me I want to be in a group of small people and when I saw the number five come out that felt really good for me um or I don't think the number five came out it was just a small group and in my head I was thinking three or five and I went with five but um what else was I going to say but just knowing that I didn't have to do a big powerpoint presentation and do death by powerpoint to make it be something that felt really good for me like to be in service and the way that being in service works for me is to be helping and I know everybody's at a different stage in their journey they're at a different step on the path so I don't want to just go and teach one thing to a group of people I want to be there as a resource as a coach as a mentor to be able to help these women regardless of where they're at with their private practice and so yeah and so it all just felt like really easy and then I got really excited and so then I asked myself you know so how do I share this? How do I get this out to the, how do I get this out to the world? Because even now, sometimes I have um, reservations about making offers because although I do try and be very giving, I still sometimes think, oh, I don't want to upset people if I, if I make an offer about selling something, da, 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 da. But here's the thing, like uh, what I know now is that, People that are in my world are in my world because they're choosing to be there, whether it's in the memberships or the free groups or on my email or whatever, they're choosing to, to be there. So, of course, they want to hear about how they can help me. And maybe they're just waiting for the right offer to come to them, whether it's the right offer in terms of the content or the price or the location or the vibe or whatever it is. And so I need to keep making offers. And so um, and they're happy to receive them. You know, my ideal client doesn't get annoyed at me for letting her know how I can help her. Right. 
So I had this big shift around that, which felt really, really good. Um, and then I put Dales for Delight together and I'm a big fan of like you uh, sell it before you make it. It's something I teach my um, private clients. So I use that process and just you know, I, I then went into the manifesting part of like, right, I'm deciding this is done. I'm deciding it's done. I'm deciding that I've, you know, attracted the five right women for this Dalesford Delight. And I scripted it out. So basically, first of all, I imagined it. I just imagined, okay, it's done. And I went from being in that place. I was like, I was like, okay, it is, you know, July 25 or it's July 26 and because the Dales for Delight is now happening on the 25th of July. So I was like, it's July 26 and I'm so excited because yesterday I ran Dales for Delight and these were the women that came through and these were the things that I helped them with and I can remember I'm, I'm saying it as if it's past tense I'm saying and I can remember sitting there and you know scrolling through my phone and uh, you know clicking on my messages app and getting messages from the women that attended saying how helpful it was and how much they got from it I can remember you know just all of these things I can remember the vibe of it I can remember uh, what we talked about I can remember um, how much fun it was I can remember the feeling of connection I can remember us all um, going and getting lunch and bringing it back and wanting to kind of you know work through lunch because we were just so in flow and I can remember all of that sort of stuff right so this is what I thought about in my mind and then I scripted it so scripting just means you write it down in your journal so you can do it like it is the the day of um, and to be honest I did think about it in terms of it is the day of and you know this is what's happening but what I found more powerful for me was to think of it in terms of it was the day after and it's already happened and this is what we all did and this is how it went and stuff like that so I did I did that and when I took that decision to decide for a lack of a better phrase um that was the most challenging part of the manifesting work for me because it did require trust. So then what I did was I had to figure out the pricing options and I just asked to be shown what the pricing options were and I had three pricing options. So it was an early bird option for $4.99 um, and then there was like um, a, another price option for $7.99 and then there's a latecomer option for $9.97. Um, but now we've got four people enrolled, there's only one place left. So that person will either be paying $7.99 or $9.97. And yeah, I think too, just allowing myself to, to trust. So before I'd even put it out there, just trusting, yeah, I've decided that there are five women coming and I've decided that these are the women that are that are going to be coming. These are the characteristics of these women. And I'm not interested in talking to people who are on the fence because my ideal client is not on the fence. My ideal client for this particular offer knows she needs it, knows she wants it and knows she's ready. She's probably just 
forgotten that I made the offer because I've only shared about it a couple of times and she probably just needs a, a little you know reminder like hey ho <laughs> don't forget if you wanted to do this thing <laughs> here's the link so she's probably more along um, that path and I've just made that decision that's that's where she is right and so anytime I put a post out I just had in my mind that this post is for these five women and these five women only and if other people see it read it comment whatever that's fine um, but it's really just for these five women and so I wrote the post with them in mind and then I just had to to trust and it was so interesting because I put it up as I said almost a week ago not quite and the day of I got uh, my first booking and then the next day or the day after another booking and then the following day another booking and then woke up to another one yesterday morning so they all came in quite quickly because I believe now I believe it's because I had already made that decision that everything I was doing was for those five women only and nobody else and they've heard it they, they've connected with it energetically they've heard the call and they're like yep I see you I'm coming but when I first was playing with the energy of deciding I was skeptical and I was a little bit worried about it the reason that I decided to go all in with it was because I thought well I've got nothing to lose and I do want to see if this can be a new way of manifesting for me and you know look it's actually working out so then the next thing that I had to do was receive and receiving for me was um making sure that I had space so this Dalesford Delight is happening while I'm on leave right so I'm going away from the 24th to the 30th of April yeah so I had to make space so the first thing that I did was I went to my little itinerary which is pretty empty when I go away as you know but I wanted to choose a day that was going to work for me around my energy um, but that was also going to work for these five women of course and I just decided I was going to do it on Tuesday the 25th of July and so that's what I shared and yeah once I created that space to receive and I created the posts I created the payment link and the checkout page and everything those things needed to be in place in order for me to receive so I had to set up those things um, and so that's what I mean, like taking that aligned action in terms of setting yourself up to receive allows you to then be in the position of receiving when people are ready to show up and give. Okay, so they've done their part now of giving, they're, they're giving their energy, their energy is coming in uh, payment form to me, but it's energetic flow because now when I meet with them, I'm going to be giving them my side my energy my knowledge my experience my wisdom my tools um, a, a collection well not collection I'm collating individual resources for each of them so that they have uh, exactly what they need for their practice rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. So do you know what I mean? So and now it's created this beautiful flow of leaning in and leaning back, leaning in, leaning back. And yeah, that is how I'm manifesting 
at the moment. This is what I'm doing currently. So the, the five steps were that I asked to be shown what was next for me and I let it come through. The next step was I decided, okay, if this is what's come through, it's what's come through and I'm running with this. It's happened or it's happening. It's done, you know. I claimed it by imagining that it had already happened or it was already happening. Um, what I My preferred way now is to think about it in the past tense, like reflecting on the workshop in this case, reflecting on Dales for Delight after it had happened, um, and then aligning, as you know, and then setting everything up to receive. So they're the five steps, okay? And I would love you to, if you're open to the idea of manifesting for your private practice, I'm not speaking about doing this with your clients as a therapeutic intervention. There's always someone who comes to me with, why would you be promoting that? I'm not, I'm just saying um, for your business, just like I'm doing for my business, if you want to play with the energy of manifesting and hey, do you know what? The reality is you're manifesting all the time. In fact, everything that you see in your business now, um, whether you're new or whether you've been in practice for a while, is a direct manifestation of your past thoughts, feelings, beliefs and actions. Okay, it really is. Everything that you see now, the, the diary, the payment, the challenges, the good things, all of it has come about because of your past thoughts, feelings, actions and behaviours. And the other thing too is, as we were saying in the last episode, as we we're discussing in the last episode, I feel like when you can, you know, connect in with your soul, that's why my business is called Private Practice with Soul. I, I love this stuff so much. When you can connect within and you allow yourself to trust the guidance that's coming through you just can't get it wrong number one but number two when you take these other steps like claiming and aligning your when you imagine or if you weren't imagining it if you're visualizing or if you weren't visualizing maybe you're just writing it down as stream of consciousness writing about what it was like for you to have achieved that goal when you do that you're telling you're connecting with your subconscious mind by you're giving your subconscious mind a story your subconscious mind is roughly the equivalent of a seven-year-old so it's all about play color texture sound music all of the things that children seven years and under love that's how your subconscious mind loves to receive information and your subconscious mind is 95% more powerful than your logical mind. So it doesn't make any sense to only be, you know, setting goals for yourself in your business based on that logical mind. The people who get the results the quickest are the ones who set up their subconscious mind to manifest them, right? And that's what this process helps you to do. We're creating the imagery, we're creating the feeling, we're creating the story, we're tasting the ice cream, we're doing all of those nice things. And then, you know, your reality has to align up to that, um, not align up to it, match up to it, line up with it. Your reality then has to pivot and match what your subconscious is now already believing to be true. Your subconscious mind is only going to give you information 
um, that you already believe to be true. So because I'd already decided, yeah, there's going to be five women and yeah, we're doing it in Dalesford and yeah, it's going to be on the 25th of July and yeah, this is what the format is and this is how it's going to go and da 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 da. Because I'd already decided that and I'd already imagined it as having been and gone in my own mind, of course the universe had to deliver it can't not there's a part of my brain and yours called the reticular activating system and part of the function of the RAS is to bring you back information that supports what you already believe to be true so if I already believe to be true that I'm already speaking only to the five women who are going to come if I already believe to be true that they're they're all coming if I only believe to be true that you know, I've got the perfect venue for us on the perfect day at the perfect location, you know, da, 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 then the universe is going to make sure all those things happen for me. It can't not. My brain will make sure all those things happen for me. It can't not. But if I have doubt, if I don't believe that it's going to happen, if I, if I can't believe it's going to happen, well, then that's also what I will get back. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's, why I wanted to share this with you as well because it's not I'll be hand on heart it wasn't easy for me to manifest this because it was a new approach and it did require a much deeper and stronger level of trust but what I can say also hand on heart is that as the women started coming through and finding me and booking in my trust improved and increased as did um all, all of the oh, the vibe, the, the energy around it started to just get stronger and stronger and, and stronger, right? I mean, who would have knows what, who, who knows what would have happened if, you know, I'd had a different goal for something different and I hadn't believed that it was possible. Well, actually, we do know what would happen. <laughs> it wouldn't manifest. So look, I just wanted to share that process with you. I'm not saying you need to go off and do a retreat. You don't. But think about the process. I mean, if you're wanting to start your private practice, think about if you're manifesting your perfect for you and perfect for your values and perfect for your client's private practice, start to connect with your soul and find out what that looks like on your heart. Get out of your head. Stop worrying about comparing yourself to everybody else and whether yours is safe or good enough or this enough or whatever. Just allow yourself to put pen to paper if that works for you. It's just what works for me. Maybe you're going to meditate or visualize or something like something else. Use your cards. But Allow yourself to receive it and decide, okay, thank you for showing me that this is my perfect for me practice. What's my part in this? What's my next step? And don't worry about strategy because as you know, our job is not to worry about the how, right? The universe will, if you're trying to manifest more clients, the universe will find its own way of giving you those clients. You don't have to go and post more on social media or do anything like that. The universe will find its own way. But in order for it to do that, you need to decide that it's done. You need to decide this is your course of action, that you're going to not take action, that you're going to trust, that you're going to lean into things, that you're going to align and you you will start to see clients appearing this is how it works so you can absolutely manifest your job is not to go and and have the strategy 
that's going to work for people who aren't big on manifesting and who don't appreciate the value of the role of the subconscious mind and when I speak to you about the subconscious mind saying it's responsible for 95% of what you see in your real life that's true that's a scientific fact and you would have all learnt that when you were studying counselling anyway or psychology or social work or your healing when you study the subconscious mind it's one of the first things that you learn so I'm not making that up it's not woo woo new age you know unsubstantiated dribble it's the truth it's the fact so there are always going to be people that don't feel confident yet accepting that fact and working with their subconscious mind and those will be the people that will still get the outcome but they're going to take 10 years maybe to get the outcome that they want whereas somebody who can tune into the powers of their subconscious mind and work with the subconscious mind will get the same result in maybe 12 months it just allows you to to speed everything up and why wouldn't you want that like why wouldn't you want to be in your private practice sooner your perfect private practice sooner you know it just makes a lot of sense but I can understand the there, there are always going to be some people that are just like, I need strategy Brooklyn and I can give them those strategies. There are always going to be some people who are just like fully in their feminine. <laughs> They're like, I just want to be creating more stuff, but nothing's selling, nothing's, <laughs> the clients aren't coming, but I've updated my website for the 15th time and I feel really good about it. And, oh, I had this really nice conversation with someone on my inquiry call, but they, they never booked in, but that's okay because I really feel like I helped them. You know, there's always going to be those people as well, but most people are going to be in the middle and are open to learning how to balance and harmonize the masculine and the feminine energies and as part of that process it's working with both the logical mind which is the masculine and the subconscious mind which is the feminine it's bringing those two things together um, because it's not subconscious is better than or logic mind is better than it's not it's not that nothing's better than anything it's just what's going to get you the results that you want okay and it's going to be usually a harmonization because most often people are either going to be predominantly in one type of energy or the other at the expense of the other, right? So if you're mostly in your logical mind, you're probably not accessing creativity. You're probably not having fantastic relationships. You're probably, when it comes to work, I'm talking about whether that's with, you know, contractors or subbies or clients or, you know, referrers things like that you're going to be dropping the ball there and where we've got people that are predominantly in the feminine energy they're going to have all those things in place but they're not going to have a good structure in place so when it comes to raising a fee or bumping a fee or applying a cancellation or something like that I'm just talking about fees because it's popular to talk about that because um, it affects so many people um you know, they're going to struggle with that because there isn't a process in place. Or if they get asked to write a report for a third party, they're going to struggle with that because they don't know the framework. They don't have, you know, or if they, do you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, when it comes to manifesting, you're already doing it. You're probably just not doing it intentionally or consciously. And if you want to start seeing different results, like maybe you're, maybe you're fine in your practice. And that's amazing. Like, 
that's so good and I'm so happy for you. But if there are things that you do want to work on or see shifts and changes and transformations in, then this would be the way to do it, right? By using this five-step process of asking, deciding, claiming, aligning and receiving, okay? So that is the session for today and you've got your five steps and you know go away and have a play with it and do you know what think about what I shared with you about my experience with my mum there you know like and nobody's going to be perfect at, at this of course and I think the benefit of hearing that story why I shared it with you was because I wanted to show you that it's okay for you to start with something small. So the very first thing mum manifested with me was her choc orange Jaffa piece of fudge. The very first thing I manifested for myself, if I can remember now, I think it was like a gold coin or a $5 note or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. I manifested a smile from a stranger. <laughs> that sounds very romantic, doesn't it? <laughs> And by the way, it's not hard to manifest a smile from a stranger. <laughs> All you got to do is smile first. <laughs> and usually people will smile back. Um, but anyway, that was the very first thing that I manifested. And then I started like saying, oh, well, what would be the next thing? And then I went on to money. I think it was like 50 cents, and then a dollar and then five dollars and then ten dollars. And so I start with small things right just start with small things and you know another really popular one that is lots of fun to try is manifesting a batman spot at the shops next time you've got to go and do your shopping try manifest a batman spot you know that that car park that's the perfect car park you know uh even if you have to drive around for a while it doesn't matter you'll manifest it but you have to set the intention to manifest it you have to be asked to be shown where where is the spot um you have to ask to be shown is today the day all those kinds of things and you have to decide okay i'm going to the shops and i've i've manifested my perfect spot my spot is there waiting for my car it's there already it's done it's a done deal and then you know claiming that and then aligning with it and then allowing yourself to receive it so yeah it's loads of fun it's loads of fun but the reason I want to share it with you today was also just from a business perspective to show you that it's you know something that I am back to using again in my business and I will continue to use it more regularly um, you're going to dip in and dip out of your processes and that's okay like there was a time I was really into all of my cards and I couldn't get enough of them and I was using them every day and just loving them so much and then I dip out and then I'll dip back in. But at the moment, I'm dipping back into the manifesting. I don't think it matters what you do as long as you're doing something and I don't feel like you need to structure it into your day. Like, you know, one of my coaches was saying to me, oh, just make it, just do your journaling before you start work. I tried, but I really wasn't in the mood to do it before I started work. Like my mornings are all about, um, you know, I want to do the most amount of work in the least amount of time. <laughs> uh, and so I just feel like I don't have time in the mornings to do that. But in the afternoon, I can certainly sit down. That's when I'm relaxed. That's when I'm at peace. I've got Gabe with me. Um, do you know, I've got hot lunch. I can just sit down, relax, cozy up with my pen, my journal and a full belly and enjoy the process. So I want to take my time with it and I feel rushed. So you don't have to 
structure into your day unless that's going to work for you. For me, I would just much rather do it when it feels right for me to sit down with my journal or my cards or my crystal or to meditate and things like that. Okay, and that's part of working with your flow, which you are always in, by the way. You are always in flow. Okay, um, yeah, that was something else I was going to talk about. Like, it's not possible for you to ever be overwhelmed, or for you know, some people say to me, I just feel so not overwhelmed, sorry. Um, they say, I don't have any clarity over what I'm meant to be doing. I think that's such a myth. Like, you always have clarity over what you're doing. I don't think you need support with clarity because I believe that you have your blueprint inside of you or your internal compass inside of you or Esther Hicks calls it uh, or Abraham Hicks calls it the inner guidance system like your inner GPS you've you've got that inside you and I think when you're saying out loud I don't know I, I think that's not true at all I call BS on that I think what's happening is you do know what you want to do but you're not trusting yourself to do it because you're getting in your head and you're overthinking it and you're thinking, what will everybody else think, say, do, will I be judged, all those kinds of things. I think you just, you already know what you want to do and you just kind of, yeah, when you're overthinking, that's when you get stuck in that fear and sometimes that case of analysis paralysis and avoidance and procrastination and people will sometimes say to me oh I haven't done it yet Brooklyn because I'm just a perfectionist and I think a lot of the time not all of the time but certainly a lot is that perfectionism is a mask for avoidance avoidance of being judged or hurt or embarrassed or whatever it is and so that's why I really 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 love having my memberships because we get to break all that down and help others lift the veil on what's going on for them so that then they can you know just breathe a sigh of relief and say oh my gosh okay it does get to be easy I can create a private practice my way on my terms this is what it looks like yeah so anyway that's today's show and I hope that you really enjoyed it I I really hope that you do and uh, you know as you heard there there's only one place left for the Dalesford Delight so I know that the right person is who's listening to this is going to go and sign up for that and you know I'm so excited to meet you and I'm so excited to welcome you and once you're in I'll close the circle um, no more spaces will become available all the sales will, pages will come down and we'll just have our container of five so if that's you and you haven't gotten around to joining yet this is just your loving reminder to go and do that <laughs> You can find the information on my Facebook page, which is just Brooklyn Storm, or you can send me a little message if you want the link and I'll send it to you. I know who you are, you know who you are, (laughs) and I can't wait to work with you soon. For everybody else though, thanks for being here today and I hope that you have a really, really beautiful rest of the weekend. Take care. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.